Buenos dias, Chentani, and welcome to another episode of The Godfather, Godfather Part 2 Minute, starring Andy Robinson. That's starring me, Alex Robinson. And we're here to talk about minute number 59, 59. of The Godfather, Godfather Part, Part two. 2. Minute number 59. That's right. Alex, repeat after me. Oh yeah? What's that? A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero 59. 59. You got it. I like that one. That's a good one. You got it. 59. That yeah. means 59. Uh-huh. Um, in minute number 59 of The Godfather Part 2, young Clemenza is starting to roll up his friend's rug so he and Vito can bring it home when suddenly, without warning, there's a knock at the door. We see the silhouette of what appears to be a policeman peering through the frosted glass. Clemenza cocks his pistol and prepares to shoot until the officer loses interest and wanders off. Yeah. That's a fun minute, Ox. Why do you think Clemenza is only taking the rug? Uh, Oh, that's right. You had all these rug... Oh, yeah, I have some rug trivia. You had a lot of rug news. A lot of... (laughs) We we'll call it. We call that rug news. Rug news. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that the? Is that like a, like a four minute, special spot on sixty minutes? <laughs> this is like rug news. <laughs> the you had all kinds of rug info. Oh, sorry, rug research. Rug, rug research. Search. I do have some rug research. Rug do you want me search. to do it now, or do you no, want no, to? No, no. Okay. Talk. Okay. So you asked, why does he only take the rug? Like this is clearly a well, fashioned apartment. Why mm. is he only like there must be jewelry. Knickknacks, rare paintings, mm-hmm. yeah. sculptures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, sculptures you're gonna get busted. What you you're, you're gonna, gonna get busted, or the sculptures are gonna get busted? No, the, sorry, the, the, the crooks. The are crooks gonna get are gonna busted. get busted. Well, and the sculptures might get busted. A lot of money in that white marble. You're right. If someone sees you with the same sculpture, uh-huh. it's good. Word's gonna get around town that. Oh, that, I see. That these mean. wealthy people's sculptures. A, a lug, a rug is less identifiable. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, because I guess they're planning on keeping it as opposed to selling the sculpture to someone yeah. else. Yeah. So uh, I also think uh, you know, the last few seconds of this minute, you see Clemenza and Vito carrying the rug uh, into Vito's apartment. Yeah. And it's a long rug. It's a two-man job. Sure. That's why I think they only take the rug. But they couldn't why, have taken anymore. But why, why, not, why not skip the rug and take, like, jewelry? Ah, uh, you know what because, I mean? Well, Alex, because the iconic line is not, take the jewelry, <laughs> leave the rug. What is the iconic <laughs> line? Wait, what is the iconic line, then? I don't even remember. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> the, had nothing to do with rugs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I don't know. What, what do you think? I don't know. This whole, this whole escapade, it seems much more about him roping Vito in than it is about mm-hmm. any particular thing that he's stealing. You think you know, it's just like a set, like a, a Hollywood studio room? No, no, I believe it's a real <laughs> people that he's robbed, but I, I don't, I almost don't feel like it's like, um, it, it, it's the point is not the robbery. It's, it's mm-hmm. building it, a yeah. relationship with Vito. 
Yeah. Because there's nothing in it. There's literally nothing in it for Clemenza. I mean, I guess he's yeah. just paying back a debt that he owes yeah. Vito for not for 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 doing that. So I guess that's what he's. Uh, I Alex, guess. in a little while, I'll re- I'll read from the book. Oh yeah, and doesn't answer that question. Kind of mm. like, what's the whole point of this? Yeah, but there is some interesting information. We we've at, remember last episode we asked, does there are four possibilities? Clemenza thinks. Yeah, that Vito knows this is a robbery, and Vito knows. Yeah, they both know that that that's what's happening. Yeah, and then neither of them knows, or there one or the other knows. Right. So uh, there's some there's a clue in the book. Well, the other the follow up <laughs> question I had about that maybe we should just go right to the book then uh, is at what point does Clemenza come clean? Mm-hmm. Does does he ever say you know obviously after the cop is there what's he gonna do how is he gonna justify that as like oh yeah I was gonna kill the cop because you know it would have been hard to explain that I was taking my friend's rugs yeah at some point either they just didn't bring it up or did Vito say what was with the gun you know yeah we don't know how <laughs> how that how they got out of that yeah. You know, yeah, and there's nothing in the book about that. Or did Vito yeah. not even ask? Because he's just like, it's not my business. It's, just, it's best not to ask <laughs> questions you don't want the answer to. Well, let's go Let to sleeping the book, dogs then. lie. Yeah, what's one of my old sayings? Keep keep the the rationale for stealing the rug. Keep it under the rug. Keep it under the rug. <laughs> That's where the expression comes from. <laughs> well, let me read from the book, Alex. This That's is, right. of course, the book of The Godfather. By Mario Puzo. That's right, Alex. On page 195 of this version. 195. uh, Puzo writes, The rug was a rich red wool. Hmm. I'll pause there. Any comments? (laughs) (laughs) Rich red wool sounds like a... If there was a weird owl who who did carpet... Songs instead of food it's for red red wine, it would be oh, rich red rug. Rich red, red rug. <laughs> but it would be, be all like rich red wine. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to steal you. Puzo <laughs> uh, writes The rug was a rich red wool. Vito Corleone was astonished by Clemenza's generosity. Hmm. Together, they rolled the rug into a pile. I actually, I take umbrage with that. You don't roll a rug into a pile. You fold a rug into a pile. You roll it into a roll. Are you right. are you sure this isn't like a technical term? Like in in the rug industry, do they call like oh they call it a pile? Oh, give me fifty piles. You know? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a well. Yeah. You know what? We'll ask. We'll, we'll answer. answer. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sidebar. Yeah. I was in Colorado uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago, and uh-huh. I learned that. Serious, the people that are into snowmobiling don't go, don't call it a snowmobile or a sn- or snowmobiling or snow. <laughs> what do they call it? <laughs> they call it a sled, a sled, or sledding. So they say, "Oh, we're gonna go." <laughs> yeah, like oh, you get, oh, I got a new sled. I like that. I like it too because it's such it sounds just like such simple local logo. Yeah, my wife really took umbrage with it. She said it's not a sled. A sled is a piece of plastic or metal that you use to go down a hill that's not mechanized i said well you can have more than one meaning for that word is clearly, that i'm not gonna buy a, clearly i'm not gonna buy a two thousand dollar sled and mean a plastic thing 
I don't know. Maybe it was super nice. <laughs> yeah, that's like Tom Hagen's sled, the one he bought for his kids. Right? <laughs> well, I'm lucky that white powder. Yeah. <laughs> I could go for a sled that has like a heating element in oh. it. You know what I mean? Like when you're going down, you're not even in it. I'll lower you like five seconds. <laughs> well, I've had a sled. Wait, you're talking about it. You're talking about the plastic sled, right? Or anyone? What you said? You couldn't see not, buying not a two thousand dollars. No, no. Right. But you're saying yeah. you couldn't. You couldn't see yourself buying a two thousand dollar non motorized yeah. sled. No, I think you're right. What about shocks? Because well, the wor- worst part is when you land at the bottom. You don't no, know what's going to happen. The worst part is bringing you back up. So oh, that yeah. would, that's your that's your two thousand yeah. dollar question right well, that's there. What the string is for? <laughs> you tow it up. <laughs> but you need one that will pull you up. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could like. Almost like a one of those, like you could do a button wheel, like like knobby wheels would come out of the bottom, and then it would slowly roll back up the hill. So it is mechanized. Oh, you're right. Uh, but uh, but huh. yeah, it's tough. Maybe it's maybe it, maybe it opens up, and it's like a kite, and yeah. the wind blows it blows it up, and you get pulled up. <laughs> so is it the going up like the hill 18, or is it the pulling the thing? It's like a 1790 invention. <laughs> it's a Benjamin Franklin invented yeah. the, uh, the downhill sled, the motorized electric sled. <laughs> he that was that was his his most recent failure before the bifocals, right before he broke through with something meaningful. <laughs> his most recent failure. <laughs> okay, well let me keep reading. Yeah, what else is Puzo? Yeah, right? There's more. There's, uh, the whole the whole point. Okay. Uh, um, together, they rolled the rug into a pile and Clement- I take umbrage with I don't like the pile. <laughs> take it as an insult. They never should have. No, why? Man, you keep bringing up these things. We were on vacation last week and we saw we were, we were at the mercy of local Tacoma, Washington, local t- TV channels. Wow. There's an episode of Gomer Pile on. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's terrible. Really? <laughs> really? I <laughs> am. <laughs> it's terrible. Let me get through this. Okay. Together, they rolled the pot, the rug into a pile. <laughs> wait a minute. Now wait just a second, man. <laughs> what do you take umbrage with? <laughs> and Clemenza took one end while Vito took the other. Oh, okay. That seems they pretty- lifted it and started carrying it toward the door. <clears throat> At that moment, the apartment bell rang. Ding dong. <laughs> Clemenza immediately dropped the rug and strode to the window. He, he pulled the drape aside slightly. The drapes or the curtains? The drape. Oh. oh it's fine, the drape. <laughs> he pulled the drape aside slightly, and what he saw made him draw a gun from inside his jacket. Ching! It was only at that moment, it was only at that moment, the astonished Vito Corleone realized that they were stealing the rug from some stranger's apartment. (laughs) Whoa. That's, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, but wait, I just remembered in the book. Wait a second. Remember in the book, Clemenza had the key. Oh, he did? Yes. That was a big difference. Oh, that is a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like that would be a warning sign if somebody's Jimmy in the lock open. I think Vito would have failed Clemenza's test. He's just like, "Are we stealing this rug?" He's like, "You're just, you're just figuring it out now, Vito." All right, you go back home. <laughs> you're too stupid. <laughs> you be my, you be my concierge. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, the apartment bell rang again. Ding dong dong. 
Vito. Vito. What is the name of that song? Is it the doorbell song? Does it have the doorbell song? Does it have lyrics? Or, or like, is it a classical thing? Anyway, we'll ask. I don't know how we're going to search that. How do you search? That? I guess what is the popular doorbell? Tune. Yeah, well, you know what? It might be in the digital. You might be able to search it in the digital version of the good old days. <laughs> you don't use doorbells anymore. Yeah, that's why in the good old days they'll <laughs> yeah, have an archive. <laughs> I think it's the, all the doorbells that have been issued. <laughs> oh, and that's the name of the article: all the doorbells. <laughs> hey, I, I have the name of, uh, or I have the lyrics of the song. Okay. Are you home now? No, I'm not home. Hmm. Why do you oh, answer in the I'm not getting the pitches. Oh, oh, are you it's raga. Home it's like raga. <laughs> why do you have to? Why do you say you're not home? Because <laughs> if you don't come to the door by then, then you must exactly, not be home. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Are you home now? I'm not home now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me wrap this up. All right. Well, just like the rug, wrap it up. Vito went up alongside Clemenza so that he too could see what was happening. At the door was a uniformed policeman. As they watched the policeman as they watched, the policeman gave the doorbell a final push. Ding 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 ding. I thought you were going to go all modern. All. <laughs> <laughs> that's modern? I wouldn't say that's modern. Oh, modern like our for 40s. 19, oh yeah. <laughs> a futuristic doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Stop ringing the bell. Uh, let's see. Um, as they walked, uh, gave the doorbell a final push, then shrugged and walked away down the marble steps and down the street. Good job, officer. Mm-hmm. Clemenza grunted in a satif- satisfied way and said, his "Buffalo head." And said, "Come on, let's go." He picked up his end of the That's rug. That's not young Clemenza. Come on, let's go. <laughs> we never talked about why his voice changed over a few decades. Yeah, he's just wear and tear cigarettes. I mean, he's like really high pitched here. How old is he? He's not a teen. Well, let's see. This is 1917. Mm-hmm. And GF2, GF1 starts in 1945. So yeah. it's 30 years roughly. Okay. I think it's, I think it's. Uh, he's like late teens. I don't know. No, he's got. Yeah. He's probably. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. Doctors don't seem particularly young, but yeah. Clemenza picked up his end of the rug, and Vito picked up the other end. The policeman had barely turned the corner before they were edging out the heavy oaken door and into the street with the rug between them. Mm. The end. Well, so they don't mention the the. Oh, they do mention him drawing the gun. They that, mention him drawing that the scene, gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that sh- I love that shot of of Clemenza standing at the door with a gun at like eye level. Yeah, it's a great shot. Great it, shot. Um, one of the things I think is great about well, first of all, it it's shot in such a way where where the where the door is like flat up. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. seeing it straight on. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> to me, it kind of almost evokes the theater scene. 
which was also like a thing where it was very theatrical. You know, you were looking at a flat background, mm-hmm. and uh, weirdly, the 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 he so he has the gun pointed at his head, much like uh, Panino had the gun pointed at his yeah. head. And then the when the cop is looking in the window, he like shades his eye. He puts his hands up around his eyes to like shade and look through the glass. Yeah, and so he's he's hands on his head is basically like the same pose when Panino was going mama mama mia so it weirdly echoes both of those with the theatricality of it the silhouette and the and uh, because like from where Clemenza is standing like he wouldn't be able to see that it was at eye level so it's it's almost more for our the 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 look of a shot than it is like a practical way to kill somebody yeah, I think you're, you're right. right. I was wondering why. Well, he uh, he guesstimated. He did. Clemenza did peek through the curtain, so he saw the guy coming up. Maybe he just guessed at how. Yeah, he's like well, the average height is five foot seven for yeah. the Metropolitan <laughs> Police. <over there." laughs> According to my calculations, the top three inches is just hat. So he's <laughs> the guy who opened the door. And he shot his hat off. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he would have spun around oh, yeah. and be like, and he goes <laughs> running away. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I really love that pose of him. Oh, that would be a great um, if if you were a big Godfather two fan. Mm-hmm. Like um, you should, someone should have that silhouette painted right next to the door of their hat, like oh, on the inside of their house. So when you look at the door, gosh. like that would be like the silhouette. Oh, that would oh, be really that cool. Is great, yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Or or painted on the outside. I know inside is the way it is in GF2, but if you wanted more people to see it, you could do it on the uh, outside of the house. (laughs) So as like... Like walking by the house, he would see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want pe- I want people walking into an ambush. That's exactly. Why, that's yeah. why I it, see, well, so. that's funny when people walk in the house. Yeah. Then you have them turn around and see what they just died. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I could have killed you right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And then I would also put a little holder there and put my gun oh, where the, I would store my smart. gun right next to the door. Hey, with the police these days, you never know. I mean. <laughs> You never know who's going to come barreling in in the middle of the night. Meaning that there aren't enough police who we need to protect us from criminals is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. That's what I I thought you meant. What Um, else you got for the minute, Alex? Well, um, I had another thing about the the shot. Um, Oh, yeah. So all during this. So first of all, before it happens, when uh, young Clemenza is rolling up the rug, uh, Vito there's like a painting there with like a sh- like a blanket over it, yeah, and, and yeah. Vito it lifts up the blanket to look at the painting. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised at that because that seems very nosy for Vito. Vito's normally a like, huh. it's not my business what you're painting. You understand? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I don't feel like older Vito would have done that. Interesting. Um, huh. Even though it's a hmm. it's a small thing, you know, who yeah. cares? But it it shows like, or I don't know, maybe it doesn't just show his curiosity and, yeah. and hmm, not sure. Yeah, interesting. That's really I, I noticed that, but I hadn't. I thought it was a cool detail, but I hadn't thought about what it what it meant. Right, the That's significance neat. of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a question. Why did um, why did the policeman come? We don't know. What do you think? In a movie, the the window is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how he gets yeah. inside. So maybe the policeman saw it and came over. I don't know. Maybe so, someone saw Clemenza and mm. and Vito hanging out there and said, "Oh, I think they're, you know, or they're they're 
so we know that Clemenza must not have damaged the lock when he opened it because yeah. otherwise the cop would have seen that the lock that that it was broken. Yeah. So because doesn't he doesn't the cop try to open the door too? I think he does think he rattle does. the handle to yeah. make sure that it's closed and locked. Yeah. So uh, and then he just walks away. Yeah. A young captain, a soon to be Captain McCluskey. <laughs> well, so I, I did write down young McCluskey. <laughs> um, what if? Here's a what if for you. Do you okay. have the what if theme? Let's break it down. What if Clemenza had shot the cop? Yeah, and if he had come through the door. Yeah, what if the cop had come through the door and Clemenza had blown his head off with I that? The, I had the same question. That would have been trouble. But would would not would, like today trouble? He'd probably be more likely to get away with it back then. Oh yeah, totally. Because yeah. they didn't even have fingerprints instead. Maybe they would have wrapped the cop in the rug. Oh, in the pile? Since they're going there anyway. <laughs> in the pile. <laughs> and they get back to Vito's apartment. They unroll it for Mama Corleone. They're like, how do you like the new rug? <laughs> oh, and then she screams, Mama, Mama Mia! <laughs> so do you think, Mama. would Vito have stuck with them at that point? Or is that oh. is that like too much too soon, killing a policeman? Wow, because he first... barely knows Clemenza. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of, I don't know if he considers him a friend yet. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, they had one drink together. Yeah. I mean, he did store his guns for him. At this point, Vito's doing all the favors. He stored his guns for him. Yeah. And Clemenza, if he had shot the cop, that's... Was Vito ready to do another favor? Nasty yeah, favor that's for him? Not uh, a good time to. I don't uh, know. You think he would have just run away? But then mm-hmm. maybe he is also fearing Clemenza. If he thinks, oh my gosh, this guy killed a cop. If I run, yeah. I'm the witness. So I'm kind of stuck. Right. I have to. It's back in the donkey him. for Vito. He has to move to another town. He climbs, oh. into, the, climbs into the back of the donkey, oh. Mr. Philly. The same, <laughs> the same donkey's waiting there for him. Oh, speaking you never of, lose your donkey. <laughs> hey, speaking of donkey, I got to go back to the book because um, recently, in one of our episodes, you asked what Vito's connection was to the Abandando family, right? right? Yeah. And we couldn't remember. We, well, there was possibly the theory that they were cousins or somehow knew them back in the old country. That's right, and uh, or if they were, yeah, exactly, or relatives. Uh, Puzo writes, page one ninety two. The 12-year-old Vito was hidden by relatives and shipped to America. Okay. There he was boarded with the Abandandos, Mm -hmm. whose son, Jenko, was later to become the concierge to his don. (laughs) Concierge. (laughs) So they just say he was boarded with the Abandandos. So it doesn't seem to be a blood relation. No. Um, Maybe he was... Or at least it wasn't mentioned. Maybe he worked for them. Even as a kid doing things? I have to assume Although boarded so. makes it sound like he was, they were paying to have, Vito or his family were, was paying to have him stay there. Uh, I wonder. Because I can see also boarded being like part of your payment is you get bored. You get to, you know, like, yeah, you, so to live in the, you get to live in the stock room while, you know, while you're, yeah. while you're working here yeah. or whatever, so. Not a bad gig for a kid who's got no family in the no, new world. And they taught him English and yeah. how to read, presume. Mm-hmm. Although we still haven't settled, settled that whether or not he does That's know how right. to read. We don't know yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, never, never teach him how to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do you got? Well, so... Um, you have a lot of rug theory, I know. Well, so the other question was... Um, 
has Clemenza. We assume Clemenza has killed before. Yeah, I think so. Because he doesn't seem he doesn't seem concerned about mm-hmm. his first killing being a cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think he's killed cops before? Whoa. And it is funny that we do see uh, he is the one who trains Mikey on how to shoot a police officer. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he might have more experience with it than we might want to wow. uh, think about. Yeah. So, uh, Damn, I never thought about that. Yeah. There's there's some there's your rug theory. There's your rug theory. When you're gonna confront them, stand right next to the door with your hand next to where his head would be. Just picture yeah. his head there, and then that's where you're gonna shoot as soon as that door opens. And don't take any chances. Shoot him once in the head and a second time on the cap and get it to spin it around. All funny. All funny like. Do it now or I get there before the end of the month. <laughs> So yes, young Clemenza. Do you think when they're removing the rug from the apartment, yeah, uh, he gets a big rug and they're both on one end of it? Clemenza's like, you know, watch the door when you're backing out. <laughs> <laughs> or when he when he was backing out, he like bumped into one of the kids, and that's where Clemenza was like, oh, learn the lesson. Like I gotta always you know. warn. Yeah, or always warn your partner <laughs> to watch out for the kids when they're backing out. In the back of the house. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Remind me to ask you about Marlon Brando later. What about him? I guess let me ask you now. Yeah. I was oh, listening. don't forget to ask me about Marlon Brando. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I was listening to Bill Maher apparently has a new podcast called Club Random. Ugh. No, not interested. Well, I mean, I don't particularly like Bill Maher, but okay. I'm also being an old school podcaster. I'm like, if you're famous enough where your name is selling a podcast, you shouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where your name is if, selling? If, if people are like, oh, Bill Maher has a new podcast, you shouldn't be doing a podcast. Like, a podcast should be something where you know about the show first. Like, I don't like famous people doing podcasts, basically. How come? Because it seems like it's it's hard enough getting, like, attention to your podcast without, oh, without like, people who are legitimately famous coming in and being like, yeah, I'm going to soak yeah. up all the, uh, I see, you know, yeah. soak up all the stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It's just a, uh, you know, yeah. territorial okay. thing. I get it. Yeah. I take it's it a, as an insult. Yeah. <laughs> of course, unless it's unless a, he wants to have me on the show, in which case, that, we could, we he's really fi- doing great he, for the podcast community. He's really, you know, he's not yeah. just doing this as a He might. Thing. He, he might. <laughs> he just might. <laughs> Well, the, well, the thing is, he does this. Uh, you know, he does political, not politically incorrect. He's got his show, real talk, real talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, he just apparently just sits around with a guest, gets high, and talks about literally random stuff. That's totally arguing. It's even worse. <laughs> it's even worse because he, be he doesn't even put any work into it. I know. It. That's just <laughs> the whole reason I brought this up. Why did I bring this up? Oh, because he referenced. Um, a Marlon Brando movie. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the movie where he plays a captain? It's a Mutiny on the Bounty. Mutiny on the Bounty, right? yeah. Apparently, he started the movie playing one character, and then after they were filming, he realized that he he should, he should wanted to be playing the other character. I don't recall that. And and it was Quentin Tarantino, the, the guest on the show, and they were yeah. they both said it as if it was, yeah, that's, that's true. Huh, weird. Yeah. I don't know that one. I know it was a troubled production, but I never heard that it was because Marlon Brando switched characters. Yeah. Or <laughs> because originally he was the villain. You know what? We'll ask. We'll answer. We're okay. going to get to the bottom of this yeah, one. Yeah, we got to get that. <laughs> and it was all in the in the context of people wanting to be the hero in the film. Because oh. apparently he was originally a villain. Hmm. And I don't know if that's why he, they, he insisted on changing roles, but they suggested that, that huh. that was the reason. Wow. Yeah. 
We'll ask, we'll answer. We'll answer. Oh, I got a lot. Got a lot of Wawa's. By the way, I put those as Wawa's in my notes. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I saw a movie with a Godfather actor in it. Okay. Uh, and that movie was called Jack and Jill. Oh, you asked me to remind you about that. Which uh, Adam Sandler stars Adam Sandler as Jack and Adam Sandler as his annoying twin sister, Jill. Oh, my gosh. And the, absolutely. T- you watched it? We Tony Consiglio, former <laughs> uh, Sicilian <laughs> interpreter Tony Consiglio, and I watched it. And uh, Al Pacino is in it. What? Huh? Playing himself. And he falls in love with Jill. He falls in love with Adam Sandler playing a woman. And he's totally like everyone else in the movie seems bored and checked out. And like they don't want to be there. Al Pacino is giving it 100%. He's playing this as straight as if he was doing a, you know, against Diane Keaton. It is so strange to see. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What is his character like? Is it classic Pacino? I mean, like, it's... Like a second half career Pacino? Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, he's playing himself, so he's... Oh, yeah. He's okay. playing basically like what we all imagine Al Pacino. I think there's even a Godfather yeah. parody in it. I don't remember which line he parodies. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the Jack and take the Jill. <laughs> no, he does Hoo-ha. one of the... He does one of the, like, don't take sides with the family, or oh, when yeah. I'm trying to go out, the one of those kind of lines yeah, where yeah. it's... So it's... Uh, 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 Joe won't Joe won't accept me to go out with me on a date. It's been weeks. And I keep asking her. It's like the stone in my shoe. So I can't think of too many Al Pacino comedies. It makes me wonder if he should do more comedies. Or is he just not is he just not suited to it? Well I don't know. Was he good in it? It's hard to say. It was just so strange that like he was good and then he was compelling to watch because you're like, what the hell is Al Pacino doing in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it's, and he, you know, it definitely seems like he's having fun with it. He like, you know, plays very over the top, but uh-huh. uh, I guess Bobby Duvall, you generally don't see doing comedy either. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Even though he can be funny in his yeah. delivery and stuff. But yeah. uh, anyway, check it out. Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm trying to imagine it. I'm sure if you go on, like, um, if you go on YouTube and, and just search Jack and Jill, like, picture there's a footnote and it says, YouTube, look, go on YouTube and search Jack and Jill Al Pacino. <laughs> and then and you'll, I'll watch I'm sure scenes. there'll be some clips yeah. of him doing it. So uh, Jack, it, it's not personal. It's business. <laughs> <laughs> there are things Jack. that are going on between Jack and Jill. <laughs> Well, golly, Captain Robinson, I can't believe we're at the end of the show already. You are sure right. If people want to hear more, they should go to godfatherminute.com slash support. Well, well, golly, I I didn't know that they could listen to more content. Sure, you can get extra content on Monday and Tuesday and Thursday. No! (laughs) No!